but you can rarely drink the leftover ale from the night before. Trust me. Yeah. I have tried. What's up, folks? Welcome to fucking <laughs> Daily Frequency. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, slum. <laughs> we're in a slum. Yeah, man. Uh, you are tuned into the motherfucking Failing Frequency. Um, uh, I am Ethan. And I'm Mike. Uh, and we, we like to hang out and talk Trek and talk bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Um, and drink uh, leftover ale. We're going to go through some of the week's uh, Trek-related news. Um, from robbing merchandising bastards to uh, to just just to just a constant books. just yeah just a constant stream of like cool guy books comic books mm. and nerd books word books um, and uh, a couple of other surprises in store before we talk about this week's episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. What was it called? Reflections. It's great episode. Yeah. Um, but before we get onto any of that, uh, Mike, how are you doing? Besides, I'm living the dream as always. Yeah. I have I have just been inducting a um, new person into my workplace, so I am slightly buzzed already. Uh, <laughs> yes. So it'll be an interesting episode when I try and read out the uh, what happened in Lower Decks. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Nice. Um, Right, links and shit. Yeah, links, if you want to skip, time codes are down below. Um, We are now officially a podcast as well. Um, Yeah, man. Very cool. Yeah, there'll be links to the podcast if that's easier to consume for you. Um, I think I speak for both of us where I say we don't care where you consume us. Um, Yeah, man. I I just want to be consumed. Yeah, eat us up. But we don't care where. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that was nice. <laughs> oh yeah. Hope that yeah. Mike really picks up the gravitas of that. That was nice. Oh man. Uh for those who are listening, um on Spotify, you're welcome for the cheeky little ASMR stimming. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right, on to the motherfucking news. Yeah. Um interview with Star Trek Strange New Worlds showrunner Henry Alonzo Myers. He said a whole bunch of stuff. Trek movie reports. The headline says the showrunner on uh, Star Trek Strange New World showrunner on how season two is bigger, crazier and stranger. Um, I could have predicted that they would use stranger. Stranger in the title. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He does say, like I say, he says a whole bunch of stuff. Nothing of much substance that we didn't know already anyway. Yeah, uh, but he does or make Takers one is getting an episode. Yeah, like, we knew, we know that. Yeah, we, we know that. Thank you very we know much. That. Honestly, sometimes it's like sometimes you read through this and it's and it's just them reiterating something that's already been said. It makes me feel that like a Trek movie and Trek core. Do they have like just like people running around the the Paramount lot, hounding them, and, and they say, "Yeah, it's it's all the same stuff that we've been saying." Yeah, well, they, they only get so much that they can. It's like all trailer houses where they get the first twenty minutes or half an hour of some movies that they can show. Mm. You know, he, he'll have a couple of talking points that he can talk about and a load of stuff that he doesn't want to spoil. Yeah, so he just has to talk about the same old shite over and over again. Yeah, man, God, you see people impress young kids like 
and it, they do look like they want to die. Yeah. But one thing that he said um, that I, I, I found interesting, you know, talking about not wanting to hold back on stuff for season two. And he says, uh, we were really like, OK, let's pretend this is our last season. Let's absolutely go for everything that we wanted to do. Mm. I think that's a good uh, I think that's that's a smart tactic to have. Yeah. Um, considering, you know, next generation uh, and to some degree, you know, like enterprise, you know, essentially not yeah. not really knowing, you know, that it was, well, was going to be gonna say, last season. Enterprise you know? just holding on for um, saying, you know, this is going to be when we, we're going to build and then we'll get to a Romulan war. And it's like, no, you won't. Um, and then when it comes down to the the sixth season, they say, right, what we're going to do is we're going to change the sets and we're going to do this and we're going to bring on more regular cast members. And they go, not with the money that we're going to give you. We moved you um, to a lot, a, yeah. a less successful slot in the evening. Yeah. Um, where do you think that you're going to get this money from? Yeah, and we're taking away one of the hallways on the Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we need it to build a... Um, a smoking area yeah um yeah and like um next generation like they didn't know that that it was going to be their last season when they went into production you know what the last scene they filmed was it was fucking uh, it was picard and data um the, like the at the end of the massacre episode of masks yes really it was that. the last scene that, um, well, at, at least it was the last scene that S Stuart filmed. Okay. I thought maybe I'm, I'm mixed up because I, I thought Spiner was, um, or, or Stuart, I can't remember which, was annoyed that they had that episode before they had to direct an episode. So they were like doing back-to-back -back big episodes for them. I don't know. But I'll, I'll check that after the fact and, and kill me if I'm wrong. But, you know, that All is I crazy is... If, if they did masks as the last thing. Yeah, man. It, the last scene is is the scene where, like, the bridge has been turned into um, a, a throne room. Really? Yeah. I, I suppose they only had, like, two weeks bit, off before like... they started filming Generations anyway. So, so they kind of knew that was happening at least. But yeah, I think um, I think uh, it's a smart tactic to be like, listen, yeah, we don't know. They can pull the fucking rug out from under us. They did, you know. Yeah, it, it makes me wonder how many they're, they're contracted for, though, like all the cast, because yeah. they used to sign people up for four or five seasons with an extension mm. for another three or four on top of that to make the seven. So I wonder if if that's still the case where they're they're aiming for seven, uh, ideally. And then they'll take what they can get in there. God, could you imagine if we get a ten season Star Trek season? They'll that'll be the fucking the the fucking four full it's, ten seasons. Yeah, it would be the first one that gets that far. Normally, yeah. it's a seven and a, a stop, isn't it? Really? Or yeah. For, if for if that, if that, yeah. But yeah, he's yeah. hoping, man. Um, good, good thinking. Henry Alonso Myers. Yep. Um, so uh, we mentioned the uh, the fucking the Nerf Star Trek 
uh, Type Three and Type Two Phaser blasters um, that were yep. that were announced shortly before Star Trek Day, and they were shown off during like some weird presentation uh, during the event. Um, the listings for that have come up, and they're a hundred and twenty dollars, Mike, for plastic. I urge people um, to either buy different Nerf guns if you're after a Nerf gun. Yeah, if you want a Nerf just... gun, there are better Nerf guns to be had. Yeah. Um, or or get someone to 3D print you a a thing. You can do that yeah. for 120 you quid. It'll be bash. more screen accurate. Yeah, man. You, you know, Nerf modification yeah. is, a, is a fun hobby to get into. I spent a little while doing it when I was um making props for a, a short film for uni and mm. um uh maybe got a bit distracted by doing that um and, you know and started especially... off with cosmetic modifications ended up being performance modifications We're like why do we yeah. need this and like i mean whatever um but yeah it's especially fun thing to because... get into on youtube there are people who've like there are at least two different channels that have done modifications of existing nerf guns into starfleet rifles yeah and they look at least as good as the as the official ones they don't have the board parts you know because who wanted the board parts anyway yeah just do that yeah yeah that's the thing it's got the fucking board parts as well or as i say get someone to 3d print um two half guns one mirrored then just glue them together yourself. It's fine. Please do. Oh, when when it's wait that sort till of these price. go on sale. Don't don't reward this behavior. Yeah. By by spending your money on this. If you have to spend a stupid amount of money on a on a toy, like they've already got the fucking Playmobil sets, and they're infinite. They're they're way more expensive. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, it makes me don't wonder what it. like cut. Like um, Paramount or whoever demands, if everything, every toy has to be, or every you know, collectible piece of merch has to be this expensive. Like, what are you after, Paramount? If if Nerf are promoting your stuff, that that's a good thing. Take ten percent. Don't take thirty or forty. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's almost like they again. It's almost like they are t- they 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 see an advantage in their most of their audience. Unlike Star Wars, most of Star Trek's audience is adults. Yeah. Um. Just look at the advert for the Playmobil Enterprise. Yeah. Um. But yeah, God, hundred and twenty quid, you fucking bastards! Oh, where's my flat cap? Imagine if you imagine if you had kids, and one of your kids said, "Papa, even can you buy me this Nerf gun?" Hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah. In my day, you could buy a fucking goat for twenty quid. Yeah. And it would last it's... a lifetime. His lifetime. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Depending on what part of the country you're from, that's that's fun for you and the goat. Moving the fuck on. Uh, we got an announcement of some uh, Star Trek comics coming from IDW. 
released um, some covers for the um, like I think it's the second or third issue of um, something <laughs> issue. Oh no, this this is the first. In- God, they've been talking about these comics for a while. Have they not fucking released them yet? I think it's the same ones, isn't it? Star Trek four hundred or yeah, they're just now released. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Um, but yeah, uh, more covers, more and more alternate covers. It looks as though there might be a, um, a Sherlock Holmes themed Star Trek Lower Decks comic that I might just have to get. Yeah. Oh no, that's just another alternate cover. They they do know how to do alternate covers to pull people in. They are very uh, Marvel in that way, I suppose. God. Man, it's been years since I bought comics. Yeah, especially well, paper ones for me. It's been so fucking long. Gosh, for a, this a, is mental. A paper, you know, comic that you can shake around and ball up into a fist and hit someone with. Oh, man, remember the time. smell. Remember the smell on the, on the Thursday in the comic book shop. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably check out the uh, Lower Decks comic just because, you know, as a... As an Englishman, as an Englishman, and as a as a Sherlock Holmes, oh man, I'm getting so many hats out today. As a Sherlock Holmes, a file, a man of many hats. The better, the better, the better, the better. Treat it with respect. I think maybe it looks cool. Um, incidentally, this hat is already out because um, I've just finished listening to um, the Sherlock Holmes Cthulhu case books. Okay. By James Lovegrove, which I highly recommend. It's Sherlock Holmes dealing with fucking Lovecraft shit. Do you reckon Lovegrove got that job from being like somewhat name wise close to Lovecraft? I think it's quite possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's nominative um, determinism. Also... Yeah, he's, he's, he's also written some. Um, uh, some Firefly books, oh, okay. Um, okay. and so has you. You ready? So has Una McCormick, who's also oh. brought out a fucking Star Trek Picard book. Boom. Good, yeah, that is segueing to the max. Oh, man, um, you uh, you made a very good point about this cover, and so I agree. The the cover of this book, it is a book that is so the the cover of it, and I'll show it here. If you're watching the YouTube version, it has Picard taking up half the cover, let's say, of, of the amount of people space. It has mm-hmm. Rafi taking up a third of it, a quarter of it, I'd and it takes third. Eleanor another third. No, I'd say a sixth, because a sixth. Picard is taking up half. Oh, he, he's then, taking so much. Yeah. And, then, and then those two are taking up a quarter, well, like, like, like yeah. four. Rafi's got two sixths. Yeah, and 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 Elnor's got like three fifths. Yeah, <laughs> someone do math. I'll, I'll bring yeah, up chalkboard. Yeah, but it, this book, um, it, it's been get, getting um, somewhat. I I haven't read it. We haven't read it. You know, hands up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has been getting mixed reviews in that people say it's a good book, but people say the cover is misleading because it's set. It's a Raffi book set around three time periods um, before Picard season one or Picard season one or just after before Picard season one and her during the Dominion War, I think it is. 
and Picard barely features, and yet he takes up the book, the yeah. cover. He's the main guy. He's the boss. Oh, well, yeah, he's the main guy. He's the boss. He's Charlie. Yeah. Um, Where like, are his angels? Like, so I mean, like, cool, because, like, to be honest, Rafi's an interesting character. It seems yeah. like they're building her up. Like, you know, she, she did a... She said in another interview, um, or Michelle, yeah, Michelle heard on her stunt work and Rafi's evolution in uh, Picard. So, like, you know, she's talking about here, she's doing her own stunts and stuff. Um, she's yeah. going to be going into the CD underworld of, of the Federation. Um, you know, maybe uh, after Picard, maybe Rafi's going to, you know, with whatever they do in Star Trek, maybe Rafi's going to be going to be in Star Trek. Maybe the the they're making Raffi a thing. If they do a, a seven show, I suppose they've got to have a seven and Raffi show. Exactly. But I, I don't see why you'd keep the Raffi character going otherwise. It's like, thankfully, El- Elnor's, again, featured on the cover of this book, is barely in this book, doesn't have a plot in this book, like he didn't have a plot in Picard season one or two. Mm. But thank God he's not in season three. And then yeah. trying to write around him again. And thank God it's not a book around him. You know, yeah. we, we don't need to just insert characters just for the sake of it and try and Especially do not Elnor. Especially not Elnor. My 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 least favorite character from Picard. Yep. One of my least favorite characters from all of Trek. Yeah. Um, How about doing something, Elnor? How about doing yeah, a but... single fucking thing that's worth it? If you're yeah. Chekhov's cat yeah. worshipper, get a fucking cat, you know. Yeah, man. Oh, what you don't you don't class doing roly polies and flips in the background as doing something? No. And no. Oh, okay. if you're Fair brought enough. on if you're brought on Picard season one, I'll I'll mention it every time we bring up Eleanor. If you're brought on Picard season one, maybe don't have two episodes where you're standing in the background and then find a different cause away from Picard to jump onto because then yeah. why were you brought on at all? Yep. You fucking yep. idiot of a character. And that's yeah, yeah. not against the character. That's not against the the person who played Elnor, whatever his name is. That's against the writers. You know, you write uh, Elnor out of that, and it's better. Maybe, maybe um, Elnor is a metaphor. Yeah. Maybe Elnor but, is actually a um, he's he's actually a seething critique, a searing critique, searing seething. Both work. Um. It, he is a critique. He's a metaphor, mm. an allegory um, for yeah. the uh, the the downsides of the monastic lifestyle. Maybe Elnor's satire. He's got to be something. Yeah, man. Yeah. More books. Um, oh, just before we go on to more, more fucking books. books uh, yeah, some of the covers, some of the other covers for the uh, Strange New Worlds comic that they've announced as well yep we're getting some strange new world comics um they look pretty classic idw star trek comic book covery on screen now in the youtube version yeah yeah man they 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 really do look the same as they have done since idw has been doing them like they definitely have a, a style uh yeah the other book um this time um less nerdy because it's got pictures um it's uh the star it's trek cookbook it's yeah. a cookbook yeah yeah man yeah. uh another 
second one. Um, so we got here uh, with all new re- recipes right beside timeless classics, food stylist and New York New York Times best-selling author Chelsea Monroe Castle's reimagining of the Star Trek cookbook presents presents a visual feast, uh, along with complete guides on favorite foods from across Star Trek, adapted for easy use in twenty first mm. century kitchens. Does it have gach? Ah. And um, is it vegan? I know the the Romulan ale is non alcoholic, which or it's very well, light on the no, alcohol. There's a picture. There's a picture. So we've got. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. I would say it's it's standard. It's a standard. It's it's how you would make a cocktail in a bar. But Romulan so, ale is supposed to get here. you off your fucking face. No, it's yeah, exactly. This is this is what. Yeah. I, do you know what? I'm glad you said that because this is the point I wanted to raise. Not the big point I wanted to raise, but yeah. definitely a critique I wanted to raise about this Romulan ale recipe. It's pretty basic. Pretty basic. Yeah. Uh, we got two ounce of blue sports drink. Gross. No bartender. With any self-respect, like parade or okay some shit that. like that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, one ounce white rum, one ounce blue curacao. Again, like I've said it before, blue curacao is the thing you put in cocktails to make it blue. Yeah. But it's pretty basic, and then just some light. Le- three ounces lemon lime soda. Oh, this. So. Tsh- you need at least replace the lemon lime soda with vodka or gin. Yeah. I always say you could maybe take like some ghost whiskey, which is mm. um, unaged or um, artificially aged whiskey that remains clear. Yeah. Um, and you could use that with, um, with you know, some blue curacao, sure. You know, uh, it would, you know, maybe some some bitters, you know, make like a nice blue um, old fashioned. Or you could get some like, if you wanted to go the sweet route, you know, you could get some fucking Ray and Nephews, fucking, mm. you know, 72% overproof rum. You can yeah. get some like some like various different blue liqueurs and just throw fucking loads of shit in there. Some blue yeah. color in. Or you could skip all of those steps and do what I did on Star Trek Day, which was um, get some blue four loco, okay. which I drank about half of. And was mm. like, I don't feel well. Yeah. The last blue thing that was alcoholic I drank was Blue Wicked. Um, to, to remind me of my school days. Blue Wicked? Blue Wicked would do it. Oh! I totally forgot Blue Wicked existed. Yeah. You drink enough Blue Wicked. You know, it's not heavy alcohol, but you drink enough Blue Wicked. It is. You can't drink it'll be a lot of Blue Ale. Wicked. You can probably yeah. drink a lot of Blue Wicked yeah, it's it's no less alcoholic than the recipe in the book. So. Uh, ignore everything I just said. Just get some blue wicked. You'd be re- so in in that um, in that what, like what was the thing that we both discovered separately while so, uh, looking up this so, book? So like looking at the so in the in the you know the blurb for that, um, it was saying you know some new new recipes with with classics. Classic recipes. So I'm like, what are some of these classic Trek recipes? And I'm like, I'm assuming that they meant the old Star Trek cookbook. Now, I already knew about this. Was this cookbook news to you, Mike? No, there, there was. I, I knew there was at least one official and there's an unofficial cookbook from Trek. Yeah. 
but the the unofficial one got me a couple of months ago with with who the author was. Um, is that so? This is um, Ethan Phillips in character as Neelix. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, um, I've got a PDF of it somewhere. You know. <laughs> oh, interesting. So maybe you could find out what some of these classic recipes are. There's like um, ones for half of them, at least half of them are human recipes, but there's ones for like um, two enough. box, whatever. And you go like, okay, a guy who doesn't really care about the flavor of stuff, I'm going to eat what he eats. Not yeah. particularly. Um, so mm. that um, that cookbook was written uh, by Ethan Phillips in character as Neelix. And uh, it was actually co-written with a man by the name of William J. Burns. Now, do you know who William J. motherfucking Burns is? I do not. Uh, but I, I saw that and I was like, I part. know that. I know that name. I know yeah. that name. Um, William J. Burns wrote a book called The Day After Roswell, um, which is a tell-all book that he co-wrote with United States Army Colonel Philip J. Corso um, in the uh, couple of years leading up to Corso's death, where Corso um, yeah. made deathbed confessions regarding the cover-up of the UFO crash at Roswell. What a weird connection to at to least happen. at least this current new book is written by like a chef. I don't know why yeah. a ufologist and yeah, Ethan not Phillips. an actor and a cooking conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Again, <laughs> yeah, that, that's man. the unofficial just banking on money coming through. Like what a strange thing. That's so obviously what's happened there is like science fiction convention. Yeah, like crossover going on there, where like he's been flogging a book and he's been signing autographs, and they've hung out and they've gone, "Oh man, I loved you in Star Trek. Uh, I love yeah. to cook myself, so I, I always really liked Neelix." And he's like, "Really? That's crazy. Ching -ching. I think the government is lying about what happened to Roswell." <laughs> yeah, and I also kind of like cooking. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know. Just think about it in its purest form. Would you say Neelix was a good cook? I, d I d he's um, as portrayed he's in the a show. Fastidious cook. He's fastidious. Certainly. He forces his cooking. On <laughs> yeah, he, cr he he cracks the fuck on. And trust me, as someone who works in a kitchen, like half of the time, that's all you need. Yeah. Apparently, he serves 100, 200 people from that tiny kitchen, which is, is yeah, very no, that's good. that's nonsense. Yeah. If he manages to do that by only boiling roots on one stove, as we see it, then fantastic. He he deserves a fucking medal. Um, yeah, man. And but it, if, as portrayed in the show, people are like, oh, I really want replicated food, but I'll eat Neelix's fucking cooking. You know, so it's not good. It's not portrayed as good. And you're buying like a cookbook being like, oh, no, I really want this, this poor chef, his recipes. Yeah. What? No, I'm I'm not into it. Uh so one more bit of news and this is this is something this is another thing that I've held off from from uh from telling Mike. So Mike, um yeah. I am sending you a link. Oh Christ. Um and I just want you to watch this video until you realize until completion. <laughs> until well until you realize why I've sent you it. I'm going to hate this. I'm, I'm clicking on the link. I'm going to hate it almost immediately. 
So this is a clip from the most recent episode of the United States TV show, The Masked Singer. If you're blinking, you don't know where to go to. Why did you go where fashion sits? Putting on the Ritz. Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes and cutaway coat, perfect fits. Putting on the Ritz. Oh no, it's Shatner, isn't it? It's fucking oh, Shatner! Blub, blub, blub. That's right! It's Shatner face! <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, on the most recent episode of The Masked Singer, William Shatner appeared to do a spoken word cover of Putting on the Ritz. Yeah, man. Um, I'll, I'll send you the second. Check out the uh, the second link as well. Oh. It starts about twenty seconds into the video. That's that's the video of them uh, them taking off his mask. Fucking hell, he is. I've just had to pause he, it there when they took the mask he looks, off. He does not look. He looks in a bad way, doesn't he? <laughs> he looks. He, look, <laughs> he shouldn't be doing. It. He is. He's in his nineties now, isn't he? Yeah, man. He shouldn't be doing this. I reckon he like had the lyrics like taped to the inside of the mask. <laughs> well, to be fair, he is ninety. I would as well at ninety. But he looks like a boiled root vegetable. He is that sort of. Yeah, man. He looks yeah. like um, when someone like he has like... enough money. He's gone to space. He's done all the fun things that you want to do in life. Don't appear on the mask stinger for God oh, fucking no. sake, Jesus. Um, but yeah, so that oh. happened. Yeah. He really shat in her face this time. Yeah, for, for anyone who's joining us as a podcast, it even has a segment called Shatner Face about William Shatner, where it's it's mainly trying to an, annoy and enrage me because it's I don't like think a, it's Shatner's like a, a it's, good person. Yeah. It's like a Shatner watch. Yeah, it's a, it's a Shatner watch because. He didn't have to get up to some stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's presenting uh, outrageous propaganda for the Russian government, whether yep. it's, you know, just shitting on his co-stars, whether it's yep. not appearing to his best friend's funeral. Yeah, I or don't like the dude. Ba- bad-mouthing um, uh, the franchise, yeah. uh, present um, endorsing a, uh, you know, UFO truther documentary yeah. yeah he's always up to something is our william shatner yeah and god knows dan i um dislike him for it i i don't think i don't uh, think so to clarify for again people who might be joining us as a podcast um uh, i don't think shatner is a bad actor in tos despite what people think i think he's just a bad no person. you think he's a bad actor in public discourse yeah i just he think is. he's a bad person he's, yeah He's a bad. He's a bad actor in yeah. terms of like, you know, his behavior. Yeah, you know, not a great guy. Not a great guy. Nah, man. Mm. Uh, but fuck him. But fuck him. Yeah, man. Um, so uh, that's it for um, the the week in Trek. Let's so, talk on, about yeah, episode man, on, of on uh, this fucking shit. What was yeah. it called? I'm really um, bad at remembering the names of the episodes. 
and I only remember them because I note them down. It's um, yeah. Lodex Season 3, Episode 5, Reflections. Ah, yes. Um, yeah. A sensible title, like an episode of Star Trek. It would be, yeah. Uh, uh, what, what did you think of the episode in non-spoilery stuff? Non-spoilery stuff. Um, I think this might be my favourite episode of the season. Mm. Um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, not only did it have some references and some jokes, but it also mm. had plot, which yeah. uh, we mentioned last week is something that we hadn't even thought of with Lower Decks. Yeah. Um, like, plot. Um, this episode had uh, fucking some shit. Had some, it had some revelations. Yeah. Um, uh, it, had, it had an arc. It can um, be like, you know, Lower Decks doesn't need to be just episodic where it doesn't follow on like strange new worlds or like strange new worlds has like an overarching plot but doesn't it's not shackled to it Mm. um that's that's what this episode felt like to me yeah um and i thought it was like the references weren't too heavy-handed with this because the main reference is in um something that you know spoiling spoilers yeah um and yeah, I I, 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 I I didn't get a message out of it, but it was my favorite episode this season. Yeah, yeah. The only, the only uh, one that it might compare against is the first episode, and that's just because mm. it was lower de- um first contact porn, really. So yeah, um, I I don't think it's too spoilery to say that like this is a this is very much a Rutherford centric episode. Like yeah. Rutherford, Rutherford, you know, has the has the a plot, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Um, and uh, which is nice, nice change. The only thing I'll, I'll, I'll maybe stay in non spoilers, and you know, it might be verging on spoilers. So if you want to skip forward or whatever, it's another one of these episodes where Rutherford is disconnected from people other mm. than maybe Tendy. And I don't see why they keep doing this to him, um, as a character. I know Eugene, uh, whatever his name is, um, films or records separately and they've never yeah. met each other. But it still seems weird to me that they never go on these joint adventures together except for one or two episodes and maybe 18 plus out of the whole Lower Decks, 18 plus episodes of Lower Decks are two minutes set up with him with the rest of the crew, rest of the Lower Deckers, his episode, or he he and Tendi are by themselves, or he's by himself. Then two minutes to the end where he's with everyone else, and yeah. I really hope they just decide to scrap that in the end because it's just annoying. I, yeah, I, it. The more I watch Lower Decks, the more it stands out to me, and that it's a, it's two groups of people. It is Tendi and Rubberford, or you know maybe Tendi will join the um, Mariner and Boimler. But Boiler and uh, Mariner will have a thing. Yeah. So what what what's your suggestion then to rectify that? Like have everyone dealing with a plot and then maybe a B plot if they have a B plot. Like maybe have like some of the upper deckers. I, <laughs> upper I, decker. I think yeah. I, I think even though it's a short episode, what TNG used to do for an A plot and a B plot is they'd dissect more in the episode. They'd come together and they'd split apart and they'd come together again and split apart and they'd come together mm. as a resolution. Whereas yeah. Lodex, they, they they start together, they go apart, 
and then they end up resolving together. Mm, yeah, so like they're presented with a problem. You do science, you do yeah, diplomacy. Or we're on this mission, you're on this mission, and oh, our missions did this together. Mm-hmm. And you go like, ah, you know, I'd, I quite want to see these guys interact. I like when these guys interact. And not, again, not to spoil, but, you know, a, a part of this episode, they kind of half interact. And you go like, oh, yeah, this is nice. But in the context of the wider season, you go like, I mean, why? Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. But yeah. it's because they've got to make use of... They've mm. got to make use of the cast and they've got to pad the episode out. And I guess, um, you know, the show's got the show's it's quite fast paced for being such a short yeah. episode. They do cram a lot in. They, and if they, they want do to maintain that momentum. They've got to have, you know, yeah, various different things going, uh, especially this episode. Like I, I've got my episode summary ready to go, but it is. 260 words or something like that which well, is do you want do you want to should we should we go on to spoilers do you want to do you want to smash okay. that bad boy out right let's see if i can do this in 260 words without stumbling over myself on yeah. my um fifth pints so mariner and boimler are working federation recruitment booth um competing against other booths such as an archaeologist who's like vash called petra um who is ex-starfleet uh, Marin and Boimler are getting harassed by other aliens until one of them takes Boimler's pips and throws it to the ground, which makes him go mad defending the Federation. Other aliens thinks he's um, that's the confidence you get from Starfleet and decide to sign up. Petra used the distraction of Boimler going mad to steal stuff, calls out Mariner, saying, maybe you want to join me rather than having bureaucracy in Starfleet. Um, Mariner says no, but saves the contact. Mm-hmm. That's B-plot. That happened. I That's remember. Firmly B plot. A plot. <sighs> Rutherford's implants acting up, so Tendy wipes his memory cache, which brings forth a dormant personality of Rutherford before he got his implants, which we'll call Hotshot Rutherford, or I will. Um, Hotshot Rutherford is in control of Rutherford's, Rutherford's body with the classic trope of being able to see the real personality in windows and reflections and stuff like that. Episode name. And doing stuff that Rutherford wouldn't normally do. Uh, R. Rutherford forces Hotshot Rutherford into a mindscape where they can compete against who's the best engineer in designing and racing a ship through the neutral zone. Um, Hotshot Rutherford uses his own racer design. R. Rutherford uses Delta Flyer, crewed by imaginary versions of the rest of the lower deckers. Hotshot Rutherford gets hit by a Romulan warbird. R. Rutherford saves him just in time for Hotshot Rutherford to die in his arms and show him a memory of a vague, sinister Starfleet personnel um, trying to erase Hotshot Rutherford's memory to implant the onto his head. The episode. Yay. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. It's, this goes right to the top. To the top. Yeah, man. Yeah. And that's that's the second time conspiracy has come up in this episode. Yeah. Well, third, if you counted the queen. Um, uh, yeah, I honestly, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Uh, but should we do, should we do the... Yeah, let's, let's just do general spoiler chat. General thoughts. The uh, the whole recruitment event. I, th- I loved it. I thought it was so funny. Have you ever had to do one of those? Yeah. I went to one the the other the um, last week. Mm. Um, there weren't any fights. Shame. Yeah, 
Is that a thing where you're not allowed to leave your booth, or is that just them being? No, that's that's just them being. That's just harsh. Them. Yeah, I, I've left um, the booth many a time. No, um, yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah. I liked the. Um, I liked it when um, the 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 collectors came up. Yeah, I like the um, the, the ring guy um, yeah. from the most toys. Is it the, the yeah, TNG man. episode? Yeah, I loved it. When the when he cracks a joke and he's like, "Now that was collectible." Yeah, I like that. Yeah, um, the uh, the the conspiracy truthers. It comes up again. This is the the other time that it comes up. Yeah. Uh, Wanting to know the truth about conspiracy. The episode. Yeah, the, um, they call them like butt bugs, don't they? Yeah, um, the butt bugs. And yeah, like pretty sure that's not what happened. But yeah, okay, the, that that's what happened. Yeah. Well, went, again, if the, if it's so like much of a conspiracy, the bone was like, no, that didn't happen, and uh, Marin's like, mm, it did. Yeah. Whether they en- enter through the butt or the mouth is is up for debate. Only a small amount of people have seen it happen and survived. Yeah, man. Um, I wonder if um, Riker put a fake one up his butt just to stay in character, <laughs> just to be in character when he pretended to be uh, to be taken. I think we know Riker would put anything up his butt. Yeah, man. On the on the odd chance. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I've got to. It's. I've got to stay in character. I've um, got it's to. Really not necess- Yeah, it's That's... really not necessary. Will listen. This is this is for the captain's life. I'll take these beads out and put this bug yeah, straight up. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I thought it was like interesting with how they like. Oh, do you have to join Starfleet Academy to become um, to serve on a ship? And it's like, no, no, you can you can join and be an NCO and go through whatever, whatever. Um, yeah. You can go to you the can... Mars colony and go through that academy. It's like yeah. you yeah, can operate that, a transporter. Yeah, yeah, you can operate a transporter. That's O'Brien in a nutshell, though. Is yep. like he's an NCO who who was in a windowless transporter room, as we yeah, but... as we know by all those comics. He probably just like he probably just didn't. He's not got his key skills. Yeah, he hasn't done key yeah. skills. Um, yeah, he's not level got his three math, in IT. Yeah, or whatever. He's, yeah, he's not got his level three maths and English. So yeah, he enlisted instead. Gutted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why Starfleet particularly has to recruit though. Like in my mind, yeah. like Starfleet has too few ships for the people that want to like see the universe. Yeah. And plus, they have the academy, and like, yeah. generally speaking, like I think the whole point of like the reason why the most of the people in Starfleet are officers is because like you know they live in a utopia where like everyone gets you know top you know Ivy League education across well, the board, and so like everyone can undergo officer training because everyone you know has is you know. Has that kind of privilege? Well, well, that or if you're stuck on Earth and you hear about all oh, this galaxy of wonders to see, and you get to you, there's a job listing for oh, do you want to serve as a chef on um, the Star Trek Enterprise? You'd be like, why not? You know, I'll, I'll be chef, a chef. The, you want to serve as a chef on the Star Trek Enterprise? That's just a holodeck program. No, there there are there are some people. Who, there are <laughs> you some said people. Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, on the <laughs> on the, the Star. 
Uh, the I'm chef star... of the Star Trek Enterprise yeah. is a holodeck program. God damn it. God damn that, Riker. What are you um, like? <laughs> but like now, um, that, now that that was the, the people on like yeah, the people <laughs> in undiscovered country who are like serving out the meals and stuff like that, they're not officers. They've just they're... joined because the enterprise is the way to jo- like see the universe. You know, they're... yeah, no, I don't I doubt that one of the chefs is a lieutenant commander. Yeah. Lieutenant Commander, whatever her name was, the um, cookbook chef. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I didn't particularly, you know, get that or whatever why they need a recruitment booth. But to me, it was just the B story was just a way to have something for Mariner and um, Boimler to do. Really, yeah. It was, it and, was, it was where they fit all the references. Yeah. Um, well, that that and something to d- illustrate again what bold Boimler is. So yeah, bold Boimler, off yeah, his man, hip and him going yeah. like mental. Bold, yeah, Boimler's freak out. That was yeah. thoroughly enjoyable, man. Again, I've said it before, man. Oh, whenever I see someone having a full on freak out, I'm just like, I'm always so jealous. Yeah, just like you know the the freedom and adrenaline that you get when you when you like when you really fucking snap and it's just like yeah oh, i'm crazy now and it's uh oh, man i bet you felt great after yeah it's been a long time since i snapped i should snap more often <laughs> oh god i would love to snap yeah um but like i i thought you know that's clearly a b plot because it just takes them away and if anything, mm-hmm. I would have preferred less time on the B and more on the A. But I suppose, I guess it it was the B plot was doing double duties because it's it's obviously setting up uh, some plot for later episodes with uh, with with the not Vash, yeah, character, um, yeah, the Vasher like the the lookalike of Vash, yes, um, yeah, British Vash, yeah. I, I I reckon that's the end of this season that. Uh, Mariner leaves to to, to join Petra, you know, not Vash, mm. just Ooh, doing other shit. What if they find an artifact that sends them back in time? Ooh, a Iconian doorway or Iconian Ooh, Iconian doorway? Those are in Star Trek Online mm. a lot. Mariner talks about how she has a degree in Xeno history. Yeah, so she has a degree in presumably the history of other planets. Yeah, she's obviously like um, that's, that's. I have that. I I bet I could get a degree in Xeno history. Yeah, I, I could totally do that. The history, the fucking uh, Chronos, um, uh, yeah. Romulus, um, uh, um, Tatooine. Um, God knows everything happens Coruscant, on Tatooine. Yeah. Um, Arrakis. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I know loads. I know loads about loads of planets. Um, what's yeah. the name of that planet from Avatar? Uh, Pandora. Pandora. Like the jewelry. Yeah, man. Should we do a plot though? Because yeah, I man. Yeah, because it's a really boring. good one. A plot was fantastic, and it really only has one lower decker in it. Really. Yeah. Um, so, Rutherford with his his dumbass implant. I'll say, like, to kick off, I thought the start of this episode as a whole, where Rufford wakes up from a nightmare 
was the worst start to an episode that we've had really? so far. Really? Just, it all it needed to to make it, you know, just an average low deck start was for him to put his head back on the pillow and more sparks to come out of his, you know, implants. Mm. Like it does later in the episode. Because he just wakes up from a nightmare and goes like, oh man, that was weird. And falls back to sleep again. Yeah. And it's like, what? You know, I have nightmares. Yeah. It doesn't mean like I'm going to start a fantastic adventure the next day. Yeah. I think it's a classic. It's, you know, there are many episodes of Star Trek that have opened with someone waking up from a nightmare. Yeah. You know? And they're all fucking um, dull. Hey, <laughs> not... Um... You think of one that's exciting. There's Troy flying through a, a dreamscape. Dull. Um, <laughs> Troy that Voyager episode where they're dull. all where they're all in dreams. Uh, the Harry Kim thinks he kisses think seven. That, I don't think that. I don't think that does. Listen, there's got to be one. Yeah. Surely, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah. So Rutherford, like his his backup shows up. Hmm. What is it you called him? I called him Hotshot. Hotshot. I, I originally in my notes had him as evil, and then I deleted evil, evil and changed mm. him to Hotshot. I was thinking about this because you can't obviously you can't be Mirror Rutherford. Yeah, you can't be Mirror Mirror. He's Rutherford. not Mirror. He's, he's, he's not he's from the not Mirror. Particularly universe. evil. He's not really you know. evil. He is a douche. He's a douche. Yeah, douchebag yeah. Rutherford. Douche yeah. Rutherford. I was also thinking of um, real Rutherford. Would be a, well, maybe oh, you know, real is that the real Rutherford? Yeah, um, original recipe Rutherford is what I landed on. Okay, because I feel like real Rutherford is mean. Yeah, uh, but douche Rutherford is the same, or um, uh, Stefan Urkel. <laughs> yeah, is, uh, is another yeah. one. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's quite funny, like that. Um, Rutherford's actually a massive twat. Yeah. Rutherford's so nice, but you take away the cold, the cold machinery from him and he turns into a douchebag, not the other well, way around. It makes me wonder because we've we've had Rutherford that we know and love erased already, and he defaulted to that happy go lucky Rutherford where it's like okie dokie again. Mm -hmm. But this version that we meet, this douche Rutherford. It's just a douche. So what happened to him to make him a douche other than he had a life growing up? Um I mean he's Weird. I mean he's he's yeah, I mean most of most douchebags I've met had a life growing up. Yeah. <laughs> like then then uh, <laughs> if they just went into existence as like 20 year olds, yeah. were they just would they just be happy okie dokie kind of guys? I mean you know? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe you know, mm. maybe if like people you know aren't raised to be dickheads, maybe they won't be dickheads. Yeah, everyone everyone has baggage, you know. Yeah, God knows totally. everyone has fucking baggage. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, I um, I, 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 I like him hitting it's... on like Barnes again. Yeah. So yeah, every time that. he's been reset, he just hits on Barnes. Really. Yeah, man. Um, so in real life. You know, not cartoon. Barnes must be a looker or like must be attractive to Rutherford because yeah. this is the third time he's, you know, hit on her. 
Yeah, he asked if all the if the spots go all the way down, and she's like, "Excuse, yeah. I guess I would imagine that that is an extremely not okay thing to say to a trill." I bet that like, didn't mind it. I bet that I bet I bet it's become like a thing. Yeah. But it's like a thing. It's like, dude, you can't ask the, you can't ask a trill that. Especially when say? you know you must just be able to Google it in the future, like space Google. Yeah. Where do where do trill spots go? Yeah, Google image search. Yeah. Um, the um, I guess with the with the personality um, is like, yeah, when they reset it and they deleted all of his memory, but like it's the implant. Like they say, they're going to program that he volunteered for this into the implant. How much yeah. of Rutherford's personality is is all of that friendly, lovely Rutherford? Is that it's just the implant? I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, um, that, that's an interesting question. Like, I don't know as well. Like, do you think it's section thirty-one, or we'll get onto that? Like, potentially. Um, like the um, it's a shadowy Starfleet cabal. He's wearing movies. he's wearing a TNG era uniform though, and section thirty-one don't wear uniforms. Uh, did Sloan in one episode where O'Brien? Yeah, when uh, he was when, like when he was when he was like he went to a conference. Yeah, when he was, he wore in the first episode we see Sloane, he wore um, a Starfleet uniform when he was um, posing as like a member of like internal affairs type thing. Yeah. And then he's wearing like this black, like lab yeah. coat get up. Okay. Um, that, I, I, well, I, I actually, yeah, they do have uniforms because like the, the Section 31 guy in Discovery had it as well. And some of the other guys in DS9 had the same like, like lab coat, like black yeah. coat. Like a. Yeah, double-breasted yeah. jobber. Yeah, but like again, I, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure if it's Section 31 because, other than Rutherford making engines, why would you choose him? Like young Rutherford, hotshot Rutherford. He was willing to go beyond the rules. I don't know. <gasps> Maybe it's all to do with conspiracy. Hang on, we know. That lower decks mines the fandom for plot lines, and what is a meme to do with um, conspiracy that we've seen a billion times? Riker and Picard. Hey, remember when those fucking butt slugs took over a bunch of admirals? We told people about that, right? Like, mm. it is a loose thread that people have made yeah. jokes about for ages. And Lower Decks is maybe just the right kind of show to to pick up those loose threads in a in a in a fun uh, fun yet canon way. So maybe you, it's to do with that. What did I, you think? I thought it was a, a good visual clue clue with it, like his implant turning red. Yeah, um, classic. Yeah. And I, I, I was half worried because after he hit on um, Barnes, I was worried that he was going to go and go for Tendy. Which yeah, is just a classic yeah. trope, you know. It it's a dumb trope, but it's if they did the mirror reflection stuff from like Hulk two thousand and three or whenever it was, I was like, yeah. oh Christ, they're gonna do this, aren't they? Yeah, um, man. But like, I think if they did that, like that would have just been a just a just a hair too creepy as well. Yeah, like having Rutherford, you know, banging on the window, watching, you know, douche Rutherford. Hitting yeah. on Tendi, it's just kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic, of course, to see the 
Delta Flyer and the yeah. Romulan Warbird in the animation, animation is great. The animation's yeah. great. You know. Mm. Um yeah, like we were saying before, um, I think last week, um, like because because it's 2D animation, mm. like like with the live action stuff, I often find that the ship CGI, because it's being made to look photorealistic, it suffers greatly. Yeah. But with the animation, because it's like cheaper anyway, and because it's not trying to look realistic, it just looks better. Like the ships yeah. on lower decks, I feel look better than the ships in the in in Strange New Worlds and Picard. Yeah, they really do, just because of just because of the medium. They're that just and I find as well, they they don't shy away from the ships being visible, so they don't yeah. do dark gray ships on a black space background. Mm. You know, they're willing to have color in the background and they're willing to have color in the ship. Mm. And that, that works so much better because if you just have... I I, I don't like the, the new Strange New Worlds Enterprises as dark a great as it is. Mm. You know, if it was the TOS Enterprises, very light gray, very light gray, and it shows up very well against a black background of space. Yes. The Strange New Worlds one does not... The discovery does not look great against the background of space. I just, just want just, a ship that looks good against the background just, just of space. Models, just bring back models. Yeah, dude, models—they look so good. They look the, the, so good. The trouble is, you need a ship that you know will be around for a good couple of years, and the only one of that that we know is Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. Picard is a free model. season max and gone, and they barely show the ship. Last season, it was crashed on Earth. Mm. In season one, it was barely around. Season three, who knows if they're going to be on that because they're on the Titan. Uh, Discovery, they changed it after three seasons. Whether it will make yep. another three seasons after that, who knows? Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they just need a ship that stays around for a while. Yeah. And Strange New Worlds is pretty much the only one. Yeah, the Enterprise definitely isn't going anywhere, at least at least for a while. Yeah, other than it's going to hit a wall and get shortened at some point. Yeah, um, yeah and then it's going to get blown up and crash onto uh, the Genesis planet. Yeah. Well, like, I, I only learned, um, how about this for like some stupid weird knowledge, that the Strange New Worlds Enterprise is about 100 meters longer than the TOS Enterprise, whatever. Yeah, like it, <laughs> like it matters or whatever. But so it's a weird one to, to factor in there, which only goes into my loop of this is why they don't show the um, hangar deck, the shuttle bay, because it's bigger. Because it's too big. It's too big. It's too damn big. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's um. So what did you think of... What else was there to talk about about this episode? There was, there was the race itself. There was the race. There was the race itself. They got their racing uniforms. Yeah. That was I mean, it, it was pretty much like... What I, what I was saying up front in non-spoilers were like most of the episode where it lifts from a different episode is from Voyager Drive... Yeah, Which is a season four, or season five, maybe. That's the the race episode with the Delta yeah. Flyer, yeah. Mm. where they managed to put Nos on the Delta Flyer. Well, I mean, yeah. the, the the point of that episode 
Voyager was, you know, is is you know, teamwork and cooperation and everyone coming together. More heads is better, you know. But that's um, the same point as like what what I'm saying is when they lift off an episode because it's lifted into a mindscape, you kind of go like, or I, I certainly did. I was like, oh, that's fine because it's a mindscape. You know, you're not you're lifting into someone's mindscape, which is fine if they're copying something that they already know. Yeah, but whereas like if they the did that into real life, in, into the real life of Lower Decks, I'd be like, oh, this is a bit, this is lifting heavily. Where if you're just doing a race and you, mm-hmm. you succeed by working as a team and you're in flight suits from the um, Voyager, but because it's in a mind space, I'm like, oh no, Rutherford would be like, oh, on top of the Delta Flyer, he'd know about the flight suits and he'd know about this and he'd know about that. Yeah. Well, not only would he know about the Delta Flyer and the flight suits and all of that, but he would also know the lesson yeah. of the Delta Flyer, which is teamwork. And and that's, yeah. you know, that's why it, in my opinion, that's why it works in the mindscape because like, you know, whether or not the, whether or not more heads is better, yeah. it's, a, it's a better mindset. It's a, it's yeah. a better, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it emphasizes community, teamwork and, and, um, mm. and and cooperation and and that's how he won the race really uh, because the race was a metaphor um his um character was stronger his strength yeah. of character was better than his douchey loner past self because yeah. he had his friends yeah man and i half wish that the real lower deckers had um, somewhat transport themselves into Rutherford's dreamscape. You know, in the Voyager mm. episode where it's dealing with the clown, the you know the the weird clown guy, um, and yeah. they go like, "Oh, you can have the captain instead," and then they transport her in, but it's actually a fake copy of her. Whatever that episode is called, it will be on screen now. When I, I think it was actually the this. Doctor, wasn't it? No, it was that it was the captain that they transported into the end. They put in the doctor for the middle bit of the episode to say, "Oh, you can't capture this human being, or because it's not a human being, um, but you can have the captain instead." But then it mm. worked out to be not the captain; it's just a replication of her. Mm. Um, but that would have been a better connection for me, rather than Rutherford just dreaming up that he has friends, that he just has friends. Because well, if mean, you if you just dream you have friends, then what's the point of? I can dream, you know. I can dream. I'm I'm friends with uh, William Riker. I can wake up tomorrow being like, oh, me, me and William Riker had such a great adventure last night. Doesn't yeah, matter. but like yeah, but like it's it, that's not what's happening though. It's not a dream. It's a it's a it's a battle in the mind. It's 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 you know. It's I can Hulk. imagine the Hulk. Like is is when yeah. when fucking Bruce Banner and Green Hulk and Grey Hulk have a battle inside their mind. Is that a dream? You yes. Know? Kind of, but like it's more if, it is if, and it is. If you can imagine it isn't, like it isn't. if you can imagine a scanner and just say, like, oh, instead of a scanner, I'll imagine my friends. I could imagine, you know, um Cone and the Barbarian, I could imagine Kirk, I could imagine Picard. Uh, you know, I could imagine everyone around me rather than my lower decker friends. 
so I I don't get where the him it's, imagining you gotta the low deck about is. It, you got to think about it in more like Jungian terms, man. Yeah, it's, you know, it's all about it's all about apotheosis. You know, well, he shit, didn't. Man. You know, his yes, his it's it's not the fact his it's not so much that teamwork is what saved the day. It's it's more that like Rutherford's character, Rutherford's yeah. his self. He is he's a more he's a more fully fleshed out and rounded self, and yeah. because of because of his philosophy, his but, philosophy won. Not but don't you think like, as well? You know, if, if and because it's Rutherford, internal, it's in his you, mind. If young Rutherford didn't have anyone to support him, but um, our Rutherford. Rutherford of the present time, Lodex, had people to show up to back him. That says that to me as well. And mm-hmm. and it was half displayed in the episode, like, Shax, Shax sees um, Rutherford and goes like, you're not Baby Bear, or whatever. And you go like, yeah, Shax gets it, you know. Shax, Shax understands, Shax sees through this mm. um, instantly. Hang so, on, like, I've seen one of my shipmates possessed by a slightly different version <laughs> of themselves before yeah and i'm like again I, I just want more interconnection between rubford and tendy who sit on the sidelines rubford in particular and mariner and boimler because they are just they are separate groups of people it's like if if geordie and data never interacted with picard and uh, Riker over than the first two minutes of an episode and the last two minutes of an episode. And that was never the case with TNG. There would be interplay. Hmm. And I get that it's a short episode span to do that, but I, I just want them to to interact more. <laughs> Fair enough. They're the main fucking cast. They should interact yeah. more than the last two minutes. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And the first two minutes. Mm. The first two minutes and the last two yeah. minutes of every episode. Yeah. I've got a problem. Okay, you go away. I'll do my catch you later. How was yeah. your problem? Oh, it was yeah, okay. Yeah, I yeah, solved great. it. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. I, I just yeah. want that kind of like dynamic to to end or not be every single fucking episode of this show. Yeah. Um well, maybe we'll get that. Yeah. Um now that they're not making the show under fucking COVID restrictions anymore. Well that um Eugene I can't remember his last name. I'm very sorry for people. Eugene Levy. No. Um Rubford's actor has oh, still yeah. not met um the people, the rest of the cast of Lodex. Oh, no, they've met. Words. They were. They did a. They did a, a con appearance where they were all in cosplay together. No, he wasn't there. Wasn't he? No. Mental. They they've not met in person at all. I don't believe. Oh man, maybe he's a shut in. Yeah. Maybe he's a recluse. Maybe he's a hermit. Yeah. Right. How about other things we saw? Easter eggs, etc. And then, if we can think of a message of the episode, because I'm struggling before we yeah. close. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I've got. I think I can. I think I can fucking curl out a message. Okay. I think I can fucking squat down and fucking push out a message for this episode. Okay. 
Um, other things, apparently the Cerritos has got a captain's yacht. Who knows? Yeah, why? yeah. yeah. I kept it. Sorry, I couldn't figure out a captain jot. I thought he said captain jot. Captain jot. Yeah, I captain jot. He cares yeah. not a jot. Uh, he cares not no, a yeah, jot. Kept, yeah, man. The, the, this is the first time that we've actually seen a captain's yacht, like almost no. getting used. We see the captain's yacht on the bottom on the, on the underside of Voyager every time we look at it because it it's supposed to pop out. No, that, that wasn't a captain's yacht. That was an aero shuttle on Voyager. The captain's yacht we see in... It's not Nemesis, is it? Um, maybe it's Insurrection we see a captain's yacht. Maybe. Yeah. Is it's, it it's, goes... it's one of is the it... TNG movies, whereas the, the thing on the bottom of Voyager is supposed to be an aero shuttle. So originally it was designed to enter the atmosphere of planets and come up. Rather than be a warp capable. Oh, so it's like a drop ship. Yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah, it's the first time we've seen a, a captain's yacht almost get used. Yeah. There was a Spock and the Kirk um, poke your head in things yeah. that you see at the beach with a, a horter. That was um, fun. That was fun. Um, apparently, in this time period, Cisco is still in the Celestial Temple. Yes. Um, Which he could always leave by the time of Picard. Please, season three of Picard, please, you know. Yeah, well, he definitely leaves by the time he's in the, that comic. Yeah. But I think he's just oh, doing yeah. I think he's just doing emissary stuff. I don't think he's, like, <laughs> released. Yeah. Uh, the outfit style is not... You know, fleet wide, they say it's the Cerritos, and then Rutherford gets cut off before he says what other ships the uniform style of the lower decks is on. Yeah. Um, um, I think, like, um, I think in that he alluded to a bit of an answer to a question that I know that we've discussed, which is what is the logic with um, with Starfleet uniforms? And apparently, um, it's loose. Yeah. It's like, apparently, I guess it's not like, as long as you're in uniform, it doesn't really matter yeah. which uniform or like... Well, that that or it's designated by like what style of ship you're on or whatever, because he's like, yeah. oh no, the, the California class wears this. Yeah, or some some classes of ships get yeah. their own uniform yeah. anyway. California like we, at least We also get that. do see a lot of people on a lot of ships wearing all the same uniform and they're all different classes. So maybe it's just like, Sometimes you yeah. get your own uniform mm. and it's loose. Yeah. That's what it seemed like from Boimler's, uh, Boimler's explanation of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, on aliens on the the planet, there were far too many to mention. but There were so many. There was there so much going so on. So fucking many. But the, the two I've got noted down were the, the, the guy from the most toys with the ring through the... Mm -hmm. The, the nose and the mouth and whatever and the um who's paylor toff apparently again i had to look that up sorry i didn't have that encyclopedic knowledge people who have mm -hmm. encyclopedic knowledge and the um when bon is going mad he's like and you the people you should stop trapping people inside games yeah and that's just the uh, ds9 move along home guys yeah man yeah yeah that was funny um, would you have signed up for Starfleet? 
would you have enlisted or do you reckon you could you could go you could do the academy route uh well i would i would have signed up for the at least the nco academy like the um, mars technical stuff mm. yeah because the archaeologist does have some good points we should say she has some real good points where it's like oh no you travel into the past so much and there's so much chance of you becoming a borg yeah fair enough um but also yeah. i get to see the world and it's or the universe, and it's the best chance I have to see the universe rather than just stealing shite. Yeah. Like she steals Negus's staff. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but <clears throat> there's a healthy would, would you, um, would, would you Would you steal it? Would, would, would you um, go Starfleet or would you... Um... Um, I think I would probably get kicked out of Starfleet Academy for um, uh, mm. doing drugs. Yeah. Probably. I, I don't think it was the best way to recruit people because everyone coming through that recruitment drive being like, oh no, Starfleet's going to make you this most confident, angry person. Yeah. And you're like, it's not though, really. You know? Yeah, no, it's not great. It's quite, it's, he's being, he's being quite disrupt, disruptive. Mm. He's, um, he's definitely fucking with the vibes. Yeah. Um, so anything else on the episode? Shall I wrap it up? Um, well, let, let, what what do you think the message of the episode was? I th- I think the message of the episode, and I think that the um the 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 take home from this is you know, apes together strong, you know, um okay, you know a a a more there's a lot to be said. I'm not saying that this is a strict rule, but you know, a a a community, a a chosen family, a close knit mm. group of people, um can can help someone. Uh, you know, flesh out their own personal character. You yeah. know, forming bonds with people is good. It's good for you as a person. And uh, if you can all bond and 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 come together over uh, or for a, for a, for the same purpose or behind a you know an establishment, mm-hmm. if you can, you know, if you can serve something that you believe in together. Yeah. Cool. That's that's awesome. Okay. Um, however. That doesn't mean to say that the that the banner that you all come together under is necessarily always in the right. Mm. You should always still question authority and not trust the people that claim to have your best interests at heart. I'm still very I'm still very wary of that like vaguely Yo. authoritarian message yeah. that has been in some of the episodes of Lower Decks this season. While yeah. watching this, I'm like, yeah, teamwork is cool, but yeah. So I, I got a, a slightly different message. And at the end of what I wrote down the message was I put a question mark. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do all this in this stance. So for people who can't see, I'm doing a huh? like question stance. Um so my message of the episode was there's not just one way to do things. Question. So like Hotshot Rutherford wasn't evil, so I changed him from being evil Rutherford to Hotshot Rutherford because he just wanted to build stuff and he got kind of like frustrated through the academy not letting him build or touch an engine until he'd passed through the academy. Um, and then Boimler raging actually gets people to sign up. So mm. them going off scope kind of benefits them as people 
question. I I was like half, real half and half on it. Uh, I I didn't get a, a real strong message from it. So uh, like, yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, you know, maybe Trek doesn't always have to have a message. It, I do it, think it doesn't. Yeah, I do. I do think that, like you know, I mentioned Jung before, but Jung, you know, the you know Jungian analysis at the end, it, it comes with the um, apotheosis. You know, um, the the combining of the shadow self and the mm. you know and the 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 real self or whatever. But we don't do yeah. that at the end of this episode, which I'm okay with. Because yeah. in modern discourse, Jungian theory has been pretty heavily linked to sh to fucking Jordan Peterson and shit. Yeah. So you know, it, yeah, they could be like, yeah, and then they combine, and it's you know, you know, they there's the denouement, um, just like in in Jungian theory. Oh no, wait, Carl Jung, Jordan Peterson. Let's not no. do that. Let's yeah. kill that <laughs> the other version of himself. Let's he he must die. Yeah. So and, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. As with I think that. you know, you're saying as, as well, like not every as long trick as episode needs thing. a message. Yeah, not every trick episode needs a message, but I'm just glad that this week's episode wasn't the kind of message that Jordan Peterson would have put, yeah, put forward. So, yeah, yeah, with his apes together strong. Voice. Definitely, definitely. Then do we do we have anything to link at the end of uh, this week's? Episode of Failing Frequency. Um, uh, yeah, go check out um, William Shatner. Take don't don't watch his performance, but definitely look at that the the bit where they take his mask off because it's it's pretty He's... funny. That man looks in distress. Yeah, he he looks like you know the worst form of alcoholics with just a hundred percent red face. Honestly, um, he looks like this fucking picture I once saw off Rotten.com with this guy who'd been in a motorcycle crash. He looked like what he looked like when they pulled his helmet off. Yeah. A helmet by itself, no doubt. Mm. <laughs> helmet oh, no. with a head by itself. You know, oh, head no. The, 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 head was, the head was still attached to the body, but okay. it was... That's uh, better than a couple. It of... didn't look great. It did not yeah. look great. Um, it looks, Other than that, and, yeah. um, shall we say... There are links in the doobly-doos below for yeah, Ethan's TikTok, the Made It Show group. If you're on YouTube, there's links to the podcast if that's easier for you. If you're on the podcast, there's links for the YouTube if that's easier for you and you want to see pretty pictures while we talk. Yes, um, you want to see me waving my arms around when I talk. Yeah, You can't see all the stuff I'm doing to you right yeah, now. Man. Um, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, like, I'm sure our voices sound great, but if you know, if you go to YouTube, you can also watch me vape. Yeah. Um, live long and prosper, motherfuckers. And peace and long life, double dumbass. Yeah. <sighs>